What's up, everybody? It's Joe from Complex. You are listening. You are watching the Complex <laughs> Sneakers podcast. As always, I'm with my guy, Mr. Matt Wealthy. Feels like we're on a marathon. We right? are on a marathon. I got a little tripped up because we, we've been having conversations before we hit... That's why I was. We record. had the real banter going. Yeah, on we had the we real banter. That we wish we could. Don't worry, cameras on. Yeah, we're saving it for the off. documentary. Sorry, right? it's the other way around. When and always jumping his intro <laughs> to my left, <laughs> Mr. Brendan Dunn. Oh, can't wait to interrupt. You know who it is. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm on a marathon too. I'm back running a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get back on this running. You took, grind. You took like a long hiatus, right? Yeah, yeah. I've How been, many miles are you up to? Because I know that you were not doing... many, man. Not okay. not enough to okay. even not enough to even mention the number. You know. Okay. But um, I'm, I'm feeling a little sore as a result. Not, I wasn't running in these shoes. You're oh, I was gonna say, keeping my shoes right now. Yeah, but. I was going to say, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I know you can't run in jeans. You know who does run in anything, though. Is it Dave Matthews? What, no. Who is it? Steven Smith. Didn't he run in the Bape? Cone? Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right. Our so dear, I thought maybe you were. Steven uh, Smith. I thought you were, Matt, you were channeling Steven Smith, who, who uh, was running in the full Bape Kid Cudi Because fit. of that, I'm a little bit sore which is embarrassing because i haven't put many miles in and i'm already feeling sore but i'm and also do you guys ever get addicted to watching like these chiropractor videos on social mm, no there's um no. there's a few i got it goes on a rabbit hole because the way that obviously the way that youtube works is like you watch one video and next thing oh, you know you better you better watch that shit on yep. incognito browsing yep. yeah. like next thing you know your Algorithm. whole your yep. whole front page is um that and there's like there's a few like hype beast um, hype, hype beastie sort of like chiro, chiro doctors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are, are like, they doctors? They're, they're not. Yeah, doctors, no, they're right? no, they're official. Just like, massaging in chrome hearts rings. No, well, it's like you know, there's like ones you've seen. They got like they'll have like Yeezy three fifties and like uh, Murakami like complex con like hoodie. You know? Wow. And, uh, Would we trust that? That's the person you want to fuck up your spine. Um, <laughs> but they do like it's all it's all like the cracked and release because they take like they take up like a strap just like that they a... put around the neck and like yank yeah. and like it's like yeah. It's got the human made foam roller exactly what are you going for the new supreme drop cracking the the, the spine imagine, imagine like they have like the supreme like accessories yeah exactly he takes exactly. like he takes like the supreme baseball bat and starts like rubbing it in your knots exactly <laughs> you guys ever been to a chiropractor though no but but would you yes yes I really it's like need, long overdue i really i like really need to me too, me too my Where? back is no just like my whole body yeah it's like you know the ones i'm talking about right do you yeah, want to yeah. go to that type of thing the ones that like real the ones that go no a real one yeah 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 you're not trying to do that no but i should because my posture is the worst i notice my posture is the worst in ubers mm -hmm. like oh my god dude I'm but doing, you know, I'm like sleeping you know the in scene Ubers. Where Ray J, every cut, he, his hat is at a different angle. Yeah, That's exactly. me in the back of the Uber. Exactly. I'm like, and exactly, exactly. And then at home, my couch is low. Yeah. So the Zoom, and I've been having lower back problems. Joe, know? I am right there with you. It's. Listen, getting old sucks for real. But I don't know if those chiropractors like—is that a real thing that actually helps you? Like when I see the way they snap someone's neck, I'm like, I, I have, I have. I'm real more, concerned I'm about more into or not the idea of just getting like a real, like serious, like sports massage. Oh, okay. okay. Like, I'm not a big massage guy. Where I mean, just I, like I, my body from like doing all like this fitness the stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, like the it, there'll be like certain things where it's like my IT band on my left leg is like super tight or like mm -hmm. my shoulder is like, I really need to like roll it out because it doesn't press the same, you know, but. I so got, we're, I, we're shooting early. Did yeah. you get a workout in already? I did. And I, I did, was, I wow. did one that really hurt. And I hate when I do think I, you love things that when they really hurt, yeah. but also when you're in the middle of it, you're like, why am I doing this yeah, to myself? Because type of thing. this like hurt hurts. Oh, one thing I thought to talk about sneaker related. Um, 
seemed like last night something that I had spotted that seemed like a JLP sort of approved uh, sneaker <laughs> moment. No, 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 this isn't oh, okay. any bad. Was a uh, G Easy? Yeah, I saw that s- sitting courtside at the Celtics. Quick flex had the Yeezy ones on and they fell apart. Yeah, and then he just got the Union twos. <laughs> yeah, just took them off, like threw them on the ground and. Yeah, that one. Where the Union twos come? Was Ben Kicks just in the in the <laughs> locker room? Wait, Ben Kick, Ben Kicks in the locker room with the Union twos just in, on deck. On call. It seemed like some dude just like pulled up next to him and just was like, "Here you go. Yeah. Must be nice." No, that that hurts to me because, to me, the Yeezy One is still a sneaker that I have dreams of going back and buying. You know, oh. I never owned a pair of Yeezy Ones, and I would still like to own a Nike or Yeezy One at some point. But feels, I've seen yeah. many recent things where they're falling apart. It feels like, like they've sucks. hit that like that vintage point where like the shoe is no longer. Yeah, it's like the right point in the timeline where you know they're they're gonna. So they're, I they're mean, not Cal- Khaled had the pair that fell apart, right? Mm-hmm. Damn, Joe, you you owned Yeezy All Ones, three. right? Yeah, of I remember the, the the video yes. of no, Sneakerbox the, Clyde, right, coming into the complex yes. office, and yep. Russ is there. I think Sneakerbox Clyde has an NFT coming out. Also, the hot dog, me is the hot dog. Don't we're not. <laughs> the that's NFT. all I'm saying. Yeah. All I'm saying about the hot dog in this episode is yes, someone made an <laughs> NFT of me <laughs> as a hot dog, and it is great. But Sneakerbox Dude, the, Clyde, the crazy part is like the beard on it. <laughs> <laughs> the beard, like the, like the exact point that the five o'clock shadow hits. The, pro- the, the, the problem is we can't we can't show the picture in our why YouTube video because you? we, we it's a we don't own it, right? Don't you own it? Don't <laughs> you, you own, it? own it? Is it in your wallet? I don't need. I like. I don't know what. I don't know what. This is non fungible, dude. I don't if you know what any it, of that they're means. They're gonna be mad at you. <laughs> but he'll, he'll, he'll it. But I think um, I think the person will let us clear it. But uh, sneaker box Clyde, yes, I did. I did that complex closet. Can I ask Russ you? Bankston had the Deion Sanders cleats, which were fire. Yes. Do you still have those Yeezys? Have you worn them a decent amount over the years? And do you think you could wear them right now without them crumbling? I don't know. I would love to wear them. You should um, do it on the podcast. The good thing is the black and pink ones. I got my wear out of those. Marcus Troy got me the black oh, and throwback. pink Yeezy ones. Like from a store, he 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 hooked me up with a store. I think in Canada, shots to Marcus Troy. He gave, Always will remember. He gave that. he gave one of my first shots in the in the industry. What Marcus Troy brought me out to Project in Vegas. Marcus Troy, his blog, I used, his blog was like I used to love his blog. Mm. Always early early industry. I would read that like every day. I would wait for all new posts. And he uh, that's an era. Like great two, era. And his blog like his 10. blog was fire. Yeah, shots um, to Marcus. So those who don't know, JLP, infamous in the complex office for having, like, multiple, like, hidden, like, sneaker storage units. Yep. Um, (laughs) Yep. uh, I think there's been, like, different permutations. There's one right now. Uh, There's one right now. There was, like, the actual closet in the old office where you had, like, a key and you opened it up and, like, there was, like, the the one. But in the, the first one... You had like, wasn't it like the pullout? This the wooden a, ones. The complex oh, office yeah. on twenty third. Yeah, right? you yep. opened it up and yeah. there was like, you had all the shoes like yeah. stacked in it. Wasn't there a shoe in there that was like damaged or something like that? Yeah. that you had like, like Jordan Eleven, and I said like, you had stains all over it or something. Like I was like, yeah, it looks a little like pee. I think. <laughs> yeah. So like I had the yeah. Concord Elevens, and I yeah. guess like the lighting or something. Yeah. But uh. PP. Yeah, I guess I made a joke, which didn't, <laughs> didn't age well, obviously. Just like the Jordan 11s, just like yeah, the Yeezys. Yeah, didn't, didn't age, age well, well, obviously, from the reaction. But, um, yeah, <laughs> Clyde had the vision, man, with the vlogs. Yeah, that's a, I, I remember watching that. That was well before I worked at Complex. Really? I remember watching that video being like. I had, I think, in that closet Damn, the 3D. one day I could talk about the, hot dogs with him. <laughs> now, look. I think I had the, <laughs> look 3D, at us. the 3D Kobe's, too, which so, I love those. 
Yeah. Sick, man. Yeah, another thing I want to mention, like, like again, we are recording this a little bit early. So if, th- if something happens in the sneaker world and we didn't address it, it'll, if, if, like, Marcus Jordan burns down a puppy orphanage or something, like, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> too f- what? Nothing. Have I gone too far? Keep Go. going. Keep going. Like Khaled said, keep going. <laughs> Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, what do you want to talk about? You said- that was it. Oh, one thing I want to talk about. Oh. One, one thing I want to talk about that... Uh, we have to talk about, I think, um, Jacques Slade being Tyler, the creator's music teacher. In high and, school, amazing. And the Nardwar interview, and Nardwar saying, Mr. Slade was your teacher, me going right by it, and I didn't even realize. Yeah. I thought he and said then, Jacques Slade. No, he said Mr. Slade. Mr. Slade. Oh, okay, yeah. got you, got you. And then uh, your tweet, and also, of course, Good Burger found the article. The, the, the article, like a local newspaper article from when Tyler was in high school. And it's like Tyler on, like like producing. Yeah. That's amazing, and it just shows how humble Jacques is because it, he doesn't really say It's funny, too, because yeah. I think a lot of people thought, like, early on that Jacques Slade was, like, a fake name. Really? I you ever heard did. anyone say that? I remember people saying that early on that they thought that that was just, like— uh, Well, people thought La Puma's a fake name. <laughs> they did all the time. I mean, they so oh, cool? They oh, no, because they just, oh, the sneaker guy. Name, like, they're like, oh, that's a pen name, and I was like, no. Really? Yeah, but I, I didn't know Jacques Slade yet all the time. Really? Yeah, that's why, like— they oh, people always used to say like oh that's that's just what you write under and I was that's like, low key no. casting you up right because it, it sounds like some co- some cool like secret agent name or something like that and you're like no, well the here's the thing my parents named me here's the thing about that I think it goes two ways like one people could think maybe it's a cool name but also I think it would co- be corny to be like oh you're into sneakers La Puma yeah. Puma and then of course the quintessential joke. Did you ever have your own Puma sneaker? Like, it's like. Well, I mean, it is, it is kind of hey, like bad on their half that they haven't. Yeah, sneaker box club. That they haven't even tried to link it up. But what I was going to say is going back to the the Jacques yeah. thing. It's interesting because in the the news story, it talks about how you know um, when Tyler was sixteen, yeah. and they in Tyler like wasn't like famous famous yet i think that's like in the era where he was like still the kid like camping out at supreme because it sure. said tyler says and it says like does not want to say his last name yeah, yeah. i saw that yeah, yeah. Very, so, very so so no one really knew exactly who he was talking about at the time because the story's from 2008 so it was like right before like yeah two things that totally i totally realized that i read the article last night and it was like tyler doesn't want to say his last name but also the local news article from yeah yeah also jacques quote is like couldn't have aged better. Well, couldn't that, have aged better. It was something like he's like, like a, a miniature Andre. Exactly, and it's but like what I was gonna say was the oh, sorry. No, 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 is like it's funny because he talks about when Tyler was sixteen, and like obviously like younger Tyler, he was making like pretty like crazy music. Yeah, you know, like the things he was like saying in mm-hmm. in the music and just like the sound of the music. Yeah, and like. But it that said that Jock pretty... no, but it said that Jock had like patience to like listen to it and mm-hmm. like give it to him. So I could imagine Jock hearing these like Tyler raps that are probably like. <laughs> Do you think he was making Yonkers though in the Jacques? No, but I I would imagine that the raps like Tyler at sixteen were like pretty vulgar, yeah. like pretty like out there, you know. And Jock as like a school teacher, like never he never like was like oh. Dude, this is too much. Like, don't do that. You know. Listen, man. Jacques was already Lil Nutsack by then, so yeah. he had heard some shit. He Lil, you don't know about Lil Nutsack? I do. Okay, I do, okay. I do. And, walk, and, walk uh, hard. Wow. Yeah, the Dewey Cox story. Uh, so it's not like he wasn't accustomed to foul music. I just I, no, but I, I also thought Tyler think, was just like his music at that point. Sure, was just kind of like on another. Sure. I also think that like today, if it was anyone else, you know how many 
press and like selfishly i wish that we could interview him about like it'd be a great music piece yeah but like selfish uh i wonder how many requests he's getting for like interviews Jacques? yeah yeah and he probably won't do it a, a full like to put it all together yes i'm not slacking you know i have a white tee like no hoodie but white tee tyler connection uniglow yeah that's tyler tyler's oh, that's favorite same, white tees. yeah I've had like a bunch of white te- favorite white tees throughout the Kirkland? years. Dude, I, I was a big Kirkland. You were a big Kirkland. Uh, so- yeah, I, I kind of got off the Kirkland wave a little bit. I mean, there's one thing that we know that Kirkland does, right? What? When you leave the Costco, what's the last stop you're making? Uh, was it the chicken know. bake or whatever? The chicken bake for sure, but even more classic than the chicken bake, the very food item that caused oh, the Glizzy. CEO. Yeah, the... Remember, I haven't. Ha- Remember when the when the like there was some new leadership at Costco and he told the old CEO or something. He told it maybe the old CEO told the new CEO like if you raise the price on the hot dogs, I'll kill you. You never wow. had the hot dog at no. Costco. Look at what I'm a- sorry. I'm sorry, but I had to say it. Okay, what a hot dog wankster I am. <laughs> I didn't know that. Damn, homie. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. But um, at Coney Island, you was the man. Homie. What were you? So will you? I feel like we always get the white tee question. What, what do you? Do you wear white tees? I just wear like undershirts. Okay. I don't. I don't like. I used you don't. To, you never pop out in the white. No, tea. I used to be a white tee guy. What was it? What was the brand? I mean, it had to be the go-to. It was the four for twenty Foot Locker white okay. tees. Oh, I don't know that. Those were good. That was like the thing. Foot yeah. Locker made them. It was Foot Locker branded. Oh, yeah. it was wait. Like, so so four for twenty white tees, and then I think they did five for twenty. They did. They used to do like five for twenty, or they would do like five for twenty-five or something like that. But then they tried to like up the quality on yeah. them because yep. like the original ones, like this is like the two thousands. You would buy them, and like I mean, obviously white tees, you wear them once, but like. The Foot Locker ones, you'd really like wear them once, and they would like sh- just like shrink up. Mm. Finish line. There, there were years where four for twenty and five for twenty was like. I don't know how. I mean, definitely like changed the bit. People would get shoes, yeah. and then like they would do like the other color tees too. They'd have yep. like red tees, black those big tees. tables. I, oh, I, I and then definitely you tell re- them like, look, you got the varsity red Jordans. Don't you want this? The worst thing is folding the t-shirts. I definitely remember an old manager of mine. There was like folding things and like to be honest those tables could either look so appetizing to shop (laughs) where you just grab the four put it on the register and like it actually was like you know you always hear these things like if it's shoppable it'll move more yeah those those tables were like a definite representation of that like if you could get them pristine people Mm -hmm. would just grab them if but they had paper in them too so like it was stiff one night the, like it was terrible and like we were closing and they look all the the yeah. manager just flipped the table <laughs> what yeah like like a dude at a magic the gathering tournament yeah it was just not that he not, met, he not happy the table over like to like fl- and like it was they were all over it but <laughs> you remember, no, it was I'm like laughing because that's like that what was it that that thanksgiving video where like it's like thanksgiving's ruined now and just, it was <laughs> we all have different perspectives on this <laughs> but it was like those tables man i wish we could find a photo if those tables looked pristine it was like it was a it was like you know that they put the gum at the counter because like kids or candy yeah, yeah. at their supermarket kids yeah. want the gum or the candy yeah. that was what the white tea they were like oh, do i need anything else and you know we'd be like four for 20 white tees five for 20 people would just Easy. put them up yeah commission but yeah. i've been wearing uniqlo and then i did Han- i still love hanes I'm, I'm on the uniqlo wave very much now you you kind of put me on to that a lot of times now before i go on vacation before i go on a trip i'll just go to uniqlo downtown and buy a crispy white tee but it did 
I did okay. have a. I mean, when I got in a car crash, I was wearing like a Uniqlo so now white tee. Bad luck. That would be like well, the best. That would be like the best sponsorship, like Uniqlo in general. Like Uniqlo is like the go-to right. where it's Those like. Those are your G- Uniqlo jeans. Uniqlo right? jeans, but also like. I Uni- thought they were Buddy Lee for a little. <laughs> just because. No, Buddy Lee. No, just because I thought maybe the super and like the apartment, like putting in the work. Buddy yeah. Lee. Yeah. Oh man, I got like suspenders <laughs> or real workwear shit. Double knees so you could get down there and yeah, fix somebody's Uni- plumbing. Uniqlo, but like Uniqlo, you, but you Uniqlo. Uniqlo socks, Uniqlo underwear, like like basics where you can just go in and just grab it and be out. Yeah. That's the. That's what we, but the the, wor- the worst thing I hated selling at Foot Locker besides insoles because they're a scam. Um, <laughs> really? Yes. That was like so we would also get yelled at insole in every you know I was putting insoles in sandals. <laughs> See, yes. this is like what I'm talking about. Yes. It's like I was putting insoles like, in sandals and also every shoe had to have an insole before like and, and people would like I just hated how much the whole insoles. $20. $18. I hated it was the, the biggest accessory upsell but also what was it a skin like white dude it's just Do you like think I, that's true i just hate like is that proven i just hate so I, number one i would hate just like the whole awkwardness of like because you'd walk into the store right and yeah. you just want to buy like an air force one I or know, a pair sure. of air max 90s you're you just a those. dude once like try them in and on but like you're like no but try this on and you're yeah, like but so you hated being in the position to have to upsell somebody but it's like it became the whole sale wasn't about selling them the sneaker the whole thing was like trying to kind of like talk someone into buying gotta it gotta counter it a little talk though. to someone by an insult but the thing was is that so these sneakers are engineered in such a way that like this is how they're supposed to fit your foot yeah, right yeah so yeah. you take out the insult and you put in this spec Benko, that was the brand. The, um, these green insoles yes, that were like right. this thick. He's right. uh-huh. His memory is crazy. That were course, this thick. Always. And like they don't work for everyone's foot. So I would put on an insole and it raises your foot like this much in the heel. So like the back of the Will shoe. Will I get a little extra height? No, but the back of the shoe no longer sits where it's supposed to sit. So yeah. when you're walking, it just feels like. Okay. So here's my counter to counter that. point. First of all, the Spenco is like the cheaper one. We got up to forty dollars. A forty dollar insole. Yes, Holy and it was like shit, dude. it was like carbon, maybe like oh carbon fiber. God. Here's what if I would counter. If there's a forty dollar insole, I want it to be handmade by some Italian artisan. You know <laughs> the exact contours of my foot. Here's what I would counter to that, and like, I don't think it's BS. I, I'm not going to say it shows the difference in sales prowess between no, him and God. I. I was putting insoles in Air Force Ones because they lift your feet, and I would say, and this is true. <laughs> The Snake toe box wouldn't. Man. If your foot is lifted and it's like closer to the toe box, the toe box has less likely to Bro. crease. But there is no way you did a double blind study to figure out that this is no. But if your foot is lifted, that's what I would say. So no, listen, that, I mean, that's how, what's the same? That's true. No, because if like, you take the Air Force One insole really out back in the out day, the of this? people put in. No, that is a thing because people put double in double sock. They didn't want that white air that white Air Force One toe box to crumble at all. People were doing like even the employees. There was like these ankle things, these ankle gel things that they would put in backwards. The no, most that wasn't un- from the ankle. That was for come on. That was for, the heel. That was for the heel. That's what I meant. Heel, okay. not ankle. No, sorry. but you put them in the front. It just yes. minimizes the space between yes. your foot okay. and the. Okay. So that's that's how I was selling. But people hated it though because this is the reason why like they go into Foot Locker and you're trying to buy shoes. But right. the way that the and this is like my always like my one of my biggest not my big. I have many. Beefs? Beefs with Foot Locker. Um, but what's the biggest? Well, I mean, just the fact that like completely like underpaid like oh, okay. the employees and okay. like making kids work for like under minimum wage in the hopes that like you get a one percent commission and like okay. whatever. Wow. Um and I felt bad about the Air Force. Well, okay. 
so but the whole thing is that you go into a store and you want to have a good like customer service like experience okay and then when the way that the company is set up is it totally incentivizes the just s- selling an insole yeah where the insole is like the pushiest thing that you can sell to someone because it's the it's most not, expensive accessory but, but it's the most like intrusive like form of like selling to someone because you're putting it in the Oof. sole and you're like put this on your foot no try it but like uh. the way that like the company was structured was that Basically, if you sold insoles, you were a good employee. If you didn't sell insoles, you had to mark down how many insoles you sold a day. And if That's you didn't wild. have, That's if true. you didn't have an insole to shoe ratio, you'd be viewed as like a bad sales associate. If wow. you were selling insoles, you were getting the, hours. Were the margins crazy on that? For yeah, them? the accessories. Is that what it was? But but wealthy. The other thing I would hold say on, is hold like, on. but so okay. got him fired up. No, but the thing is, is that so it be, now all of a sudden all that comes about is people trying to like force insoles on customers to where the whole customer service experience comes about someone trying to push an insole on you and i'm like there's Not a about lot what shoe is right for you or what yeah you like and, in and the there'll store. be a lot of customers who are like man you guys are really like the guys here are really pushy on like trying to sell see we never got sell insoles you know and it just like it soured some people yeah mm, my it exper- sounds uncomfortable the thing you're explaining both for the customer and the Maybe for my experience, maybe for an like associate of silver tongue to Joseph. My, no, my experience was different, though. I'm not gonna lie. They either said no, right away, and you or, would, you would let them. Of course, like no, not interested. And then if they bought like running shoes, we would put it in. We would let them walk. People came <laughs> would they back. Do a, do a lap, like you know. You know that people came video. back for insoles. That's why, like you know, you call it a sham, and and like I can't get into the technology, but like he is totally right that putting insoles in, if you were. <laughs> a high insole um converter yeah you were the like you could you were like the best salesperson that's but crazy. i never really had like anyone really they would just be like no i'm good i'm good or like it'd be like hey you on your feet all day these help and like you would take the the whole selling thing was like you take the nike insole out mm-hmm. and it's like nothing and this Flimsy. was like yeah this was like a gel but uh, very, very. But you're also not supposed to have like a three-inch thick like insole in every single shoe, you know. Like but like it, you're now, you're totally, just totally it, saying insole should not exist. No, but I'm not saying that. But I'm saying it totally changes like the dynamic of how your foot is supposed to sure, sit. For sure, the shoe was manufactured by Nike in such a way that like this is how the shoe was supposed to be created. This is yeah. the level your shoes, your foot's supposed to sit in it. This is where the arch is supposed to be. This is how mm-hmm. the toe box is supposed to fit you. When you take an aftermarket piece like an insole that's like two inches thick and put it in there, it drastically changes the way that the shoe fits and functions so it's like not every shoe needs an insole not everyone who wears a shoe needs an insole but the fact that like the biggest footwear like a retailer out there is trying to push the image that none of the shoes that the brands are manufacturing are function the way that the brands intended them to be it's like just shut up for once. I disagree. I it's disagree. True, it's true. I just you are taking it like they were like, yo, these shoes do not function. Bro, do you know how many times it, I've heard people say that to customers? That's crazy. That's a how totally many times where it's like this shoe won't even work if you don't put an insole. That's really? a totally yeah. different thing. That is a totally different thing versus if you want at you can get insoles now. If you if you potentially want added comfort, mm-hmm. try this insole. That like this shoe doesn't function is crazy. Different I agree sales with you. Tactics. I've yeah. heard that many so times. So, like, managers were telling you that? There were so many times that you could have a day where you beat your sales margin by, like, $3,000. You'd have, like, a $2,000 sales day that you had to do. You did $5,100, but you didn't sell enough insoles yeah, on that. that. And, there'd be, and they'd be like, 
Oh, like you really must not like your job, huh? Oh, I really? mean, I, that, no. That, From that, district that, managers. Damn. We could go all the way down the rabbit hole of all the shitty people I came across Let's working go. at Foot wow. Locker. All right. But I we, well, we can say that for another episode. But yeah, just I definitely didn't fundamentally at the core, I just think there's a lot of things that's wrong with the company. But we can Okay, well, that's a on. different <laughs> issue than, in, than the insoles. Because I love this. Do Foot Locker still do this? No idea. Is it still? But there was like bonuses for insoles, for sure. Yeah. The other thing that was big was um, Sports Illustrated signups. We didn't have that. You getting people to subscribe there? Yeah. Store? Never yeah. had that. There was a lot of these initiatives, but um, damn, I never took the insole that serious because I know from you like have. no my experience. You could be like, Dick Johnson right now. Yeah, my experience. No, I mean I would sell them, yeah. but it was no, always no. like, it was always like some people the lift helped. The toe box not crease. I mean, I was, was 16 or, community service. I was like 18. Don't you understand? He was helping people out. Or people just like getting up, walking a little bit and being like, wow, these do feel better. Mm. And no one ever, very little return rate. So I would ask you this. How many people return them? You can bring an insole back? Yes. That's they have nasty a, they, they, have a, yep. they have a lifetime <laughs> Get, guarantee. Lifetime guarantee. How many people brought them back? I want to hear. I don't know. Okay. So not enough. Okay. Can we do a real community service and give away some sneakers? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Damn, so you sucked at selling insoles. Huh? Like what? Come on. How are you going to come in at the end <laughs> and tell him that? I just didn't. <laughs> just, just had morals. He like, I, just valued. I, I no, was, I don't think I so, was, though. I thought, no, like, I was against selling insoles because I thought insoles were crap. I respect okay. that. How old? I, I just, he had conviction. Yeah. I respect that. I put insoles on in a shoe and tried to wear them, and I'm like, this makes the shoe worse. Why would I try to sell something to yeah. someone when I know it's making the product I not wonder, the, I, the way it's supposed so to be? So let's, in the comments, in the comments, <laughs> if you wear insoles, I want to hear. All right, all right. Guys, this was a decade ago, so. <laughs> Can but, we give these sneakers away? Yeah. Every week here on the Complex Sneakers Podcast, we team up with our good friends at eBay Sneakers. And we find a rare pair of shoes for you. And we give them away for free. This is how you can enter. You can go to ebay.complex.com and you can submit a question to ask us. If we answer your question, if we pick your question and read it out here live on the air, we're going to send you a free pair of sneakers. And we have a special pair of shoes today. I think I know what it is. I don't. I have no idea. Wealthy, do you know what shoes these are? No, I don't. Let's see if I can. This is always a problem. They put them behind my chair. So for the people listening, I know, I'm, it's I'm always struggling tough. to reach the box. Oh. Yeah, that's a nice shoe. Those are a pair of sandals. Do they have insoles in them? Is the question. Oh yeah, put it. Yeah, that that like breaks down the whole thing. I try to sell you a sandal with an insole. It's like that lets you know how far I went. I mean, that was just like silly. Wealthy, this is a sneaker designed by a collaborator who we had on this show before. Actually, two people who we've had on the show were were involved in this stash. No. Futura wasn't no. on the show. Not yet. Jesse Leva was involved. Okay. Okay. Former Nike employee. Hayes. Yes. Hayes Dunks? Hayes Nike oh. Dunk Low. Look at that. What a beautiful shoe. One with of the, the best. Overspray technique. Wow. One of the best shoes I'm we've surprised. ever given away. I've never seen like the box or whatever, but just how like thin that box is, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that, that old Nike box. Um, Hayes Nike Dunk Look Low. Look at those. Yeah. If you want to know the story about these sneakers, of course, you can dip into our archive. You can hear in-depth from, I think, both Jesse Leva and graffiti artist Hayes. Nice about shoe. how the shoe was created. We are giving these away. Who are we giving them away to, Joe? We are giving them away to Juan Cruz from California. Mm -hmm. And Juan asks, I will be graduating from UCSD early June and have been questioning my footwear for that day. What did you all have on feet the day you graduated? Any recommendations? First recommendation, for don't insoles. wear it. Don't put an insole in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not worth it. The real the recommendation... That at least hard like, bottoms. No, just I just didn't go to graduation. 
Oh, oh really? Wow. High rub- school or college? I mean, I went to high school graduation. Do you remember the sneakers you had on? Or I, shoes? You had to wear, uh, I think... I had a pair of like Timberland, like uh, Beef and Brocks. No driving, <laughs> just the <cup>. uh, loafers. <laughs> really? Yeah. You had you couldn't wear sneakers. No. Huh? Do you, are you against graduation? No, I mean or? I graduated college like later than oh. other people. Oh, right, you said that. The college graduation doesn't mean as much. Yeah. So it was like I didn't even live on campus. I didn't ever. Yeah. I didn't I, feel necessary to go to it. Feel like I definitely wore like shoes to college graduation, uh-huh. high school graduation. However, black and red Air Jordan Sixteens. Sick. Yeah, definitely nice. wore those. Um, I remember the ad. Jordan is like, um, he's in I think the United Center court, mm-hmm. and I remember it was like when they came out, and he's just like all black, and he's like has his hands folded or something. I think it's called Much Respect. Mm-hmm. But it was like right after that, I definitely saved them for graduation. Wore the shroud. Uh, yeah, Jordan black and red 16s. Did, still... did it match the school colors or anything like that? No, or... we were maroon and gold. Mm-hmm. But um still love the 16, man. Yeah, I don't I... Did you wear any? I might have had on Air Force 1s at my high school graduation. Okay. I definitely it definitely wasn't a thing of like you have to wear a a nice shoe and I definitely didn't have any non-sneakers at that point in my life. I'm trying to remember College grad, I think college graduation. I probably just brought out like the desert boots, like Clark's or something. Oh yeah, I, just try to look because that was like the only non-sneaker I owned mm-hmm. at the time, though. But uh, yeah, any recommendations? I mean, yeah. Oh, I remember. I I totally forgot about that. I ended up graduating like mid semester. This is not mid semester. High mid- school or college? College mid year. Yeah. yeah. So I graduated in like November or whatever, yeah. and they don't have a ceremony for that. That you'd have to wait until. The following thing, and I think yeah. at the time I already like had like a job at Complex. Yeah. Look at you, fresh out. So, I was like, I don't care about yeah, college at the, at this point. Well, I guess we don't have like any, that any any great recommendations. Uh, he's great recommendations. recommendations right? If I had to choose one, you know what? To be honest, I like to just not do sneakers when it's a, a formal I kinda, thing. I, I don't really agree. know how formal the the graduation ceremony. Although I is. did, I did wear uh, not graduation, but those few weddings I had gone to around Christmas time, I ended up wearing like the Adidas Spezial, like brown. I wore the Ned Flanders to the wedding. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. That's borderline. Re- yeah, that's borderline. Borderline. That's borderline. Ned Flanders to the <laughs> wedding is a little wild. <laughs> I it I is. Gotta, I, I love you, it. but it's a I little wild. It. They look like orthopedic like it's dress shoes. It's a little shoes. wild. Uh, uh, I I agree with you. I think like it's a very fine line in theory. You know, oh, you're the sneaker person. You want to yeah, think yeah, yeah. maybe just you know, like, you can don't still show be up the, in Air Max ninety five. You can like still Concords. be the, exactly. You could still be the sneaker person and wear regular shoes to the graduation. No one's gonna question your sneakerhead card if you don't show yeah. up in like Air Jordan fours. Yeah. And you know what, Juan? No one is gonna question your huh. sneakerhead card because we have a pair of Haze Dunks coming your way. So I mean, to those. be honest, no one's if Juan wears those, no one's gonna Joe, question black, anything. Black Cat fours to the um, no. ceremony. No. I wore the cactus plant flea market vapor maxes to the Webby's. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought you were going to say that to was, a wedding. That, I know. I was like, Jesus to, Christ. No, man. that was probably a little with Wait, the suit. So the first one. One day. Which was great. They sent it that day. In the, in a, but pr- maybe shouldn't have done that because that's not a shoe that. But it didn't look bad. You're there for the sneakers. No, nah, the sneaker guy. One day when if JLP walks down the aisle. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you going to wear a sneaker or are you going to wear dress shoes? No. Dress shoes. Yeah. Going to finally break out the ALD loafers for the 
the white ale loafers for the some ferragamos, <laughs> just the large, the big body ferragamos, you know, the, the ones you see that the clunkers. You're maybe. not, you're not gonna like finesse the whole like RF. Um, you know RF's wedding. Move. We yeah, wore. you had like the custom yeah, we Nike wore shoes. Customs. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Or not customs. They were like beat, like one of ones, right? And or... they had J- yeah JLP on the on the back. Special shoe. Mm-hmm. All right, so listen, one great shoe, and go back and listen to that podcast. Mm-hmm. I remember my earphones fell out. Mm-hmm. I was just nodding yeah. for like two minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a great podcast. Shouts yeah. to Hayes. What a great pair. Yes, sir. All right, I think it's time. Mm-hmm. 31 minutes. Some of this might have to get cut, huh? <laughs> no. I don't want to cut one second of the insult talk. No, it was great. People need to hear that. All right, so let's get to the guest. Our guest on today's podcast has a fashion and footwear design resume that has put him in rooms with some of the most forward-thinking brands and pop culture icons. He got to start working for Sean John, and in a span of few years would end up connecting with Dame Dash, who hired him on the spot to work for Rockaware to help its new signee, Kanye West, on clothing projects. Over the years, he'd be attached to West projects, including the highly anticipated and eventually shelved Pastel line. Later on, he'd lead the Billionaire Boys Club line, develop his own award-winning clothing line, Dine, and even end up working with Marshawn Lynch's Beast Mode label. As for footwear, while working for Nike, he handled the Swoosh's 25th anniversary of the Air Force One rollout, and his connection with West had him lending design help to Ye's first Nikes that never released. Currently, he has design projects with Fila and has just been named the creative director of the historic Eddie Bauer clothing line. To talk all of that and more, we want to welcome to the Complex Sneakers podcast, Christopher Bevins. Welcome. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you, man? Wonderful. Wonderful. Christopher is somebody who I've wanted to talk to for so long because I see the stuff that he's been involved in, you know, for for decades now, and I'm like, damn, the stories this guy must have. <laughs> so, yes, when I was an intern at Complex, mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff coming through, mm-hmm. a lot of clothing, and like you always like s- hope that some slip through the cracks, and Bradley would be like, yeah, you could take that, you could take a that. Piece for yourself. <laughs> yeah. And there was this jacket that I always talk about, and I talked about it on the Mark Echo yes. episode, yes. and it was like cut and so like, I, it, I, I don't want to sound, don't spoil it, I don't want to sound corny, <laughs> but like, you know when you say cut and sew, and it's like you look at a piece, and it's like, wow, you could tell that this looks really like... Yeah. Somebody it, used their hands yes, to cut exactly. these pieces like, it out looked, and sew them together. It looked different yes. materials. Yeah. This was placed here. And it was this track jacket, and I was like, this is like one of the illest jackets I've ever seen. And it was a Christopher Bevins track jacket. And I remember Kanye wore, Kanye, you, how, did, yes. how many jackets did you give Kanye to wear? It was was a, it always one or it was, multiple? It was one, Joe. It was one. And he just, he actually just took it off my back. And he was <laughs> like, I need that. And, and it was... It was amazing. So I grabbed it up, one of my early, like, freebie complex things, wow. and I just remember that jacket. And to be honest... Do you honest, remember the jacket he's talking about? Of course. You I still have exact, it. The exact one? Do yeah. you still have it? I, I don't, probably don't, I don't think I have it, but I just remember <laughs> yes. being a young, hungry intern and yep. being like... I was taking um, Undercrown t-shirts. Remember them? Yeah, Undercrown so, was cool. So, un, so yep. it was like boxes all over the place. Like, any Undercrown t-shirt, it used to be a joke because, like, they would flip the Knicks logo. Yeah. And, be, and if it was free stuff, guys, I would just be like, yeah, this is the cool. But that... that they, the, I think they came in, like, uh, Undercrown shirts that came in, like, cereal, cereal boxes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I but the that. Bevins jacket, I, it felt expensive. It looked expensive. And then, like, Kanye wore it, and I was like, 
you know, you go home and you're like, yeah, I got this cool little internship or, and, or, and like we get free stuff and like, what jacket is that? Like, you don't know anything about this. I think but that, that's, was, that was on 23rd street. Yeah. I think that 23rd, was 23rd street. Yeah. Old office. Yeah. Yep, yep. Old, old office. Yeah. Yep. But I, I remember that specifically and, and, you know, just to reconnect with you wow. and stay connected throughout the years. Yes, fam. Sneaker shopping. Yes, fam. Marshawn Lynch. We tried to yep. get for years. Yep. You made that happen? We put it together. He made yeah. it. He made it happen. He helped. He Don't helped. be humble here, Chris. He this made is, it happen. All right, you want all right. the stories? Like okay, you... you want the stories? Yeah, for sure. I got that. I got stories for you. All right, let's get to what's on feet. I went with the uh, Made in USA. Yeah, those look 990s. Shouts to Teddy. Stories? Yeah, nice. Uh, these are a shoe that has been sitting at my desk since before the pandemic. I don't even know what that is. Never wore them, Ooh. so had to finally special occasion wear it. These are just. I think it's size. Adidas Lexicon 94, inspired by a marathon in Vietnam. All right. All right. I'm doing, I'm all Gyakuso today, you know. I see. Zoom Elite 5. I've, I've probably worn these on here Those before, and clean. then I got the jacket Some on light. too, so yeah. All right. Got my fragments. Fragment ones, one of your favorites. Like You wear them a lot. You can tell. How many years have you had those? When they came out. Okay. Gmo, you know. Wow. G the big over. homie, you know. Yeah. Like, he was just like, oh, I got you. Like, pull up, you know, and like this is it like this is every day like i you know i i love i love sneakers yeah. you know like but i wear mine you know like i of course i had a couple of things on ice but mm -hmm. you cleaning out the horse stall in the in the fragment jordan <laughs> you picking carrots in the, in the fragments? My, my air force ones okay that's the work boot man yeah really? Air force ones the work boot you got the SF Air Force One. You might have to be like, you know, high up bankers or something. You got like an old pair of like 4040 Club Air Force Ones. Like, yeah. just like... They're all muddy. Yep. But uh, it's, it's, it, yeah, this is it. The fragments for me, you know, like just clean. It's the ones, just period, you know, but these, the fragments, that's it. Yeah. It's my shoe. Eddie yeah. Bauer's creative director. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing, man. Yep. Yep. But that jacket, I built that pattern off of a vintage uh, French aviator pilot jacket. And I just worked the pattern in Hong Kong um, with my factory friends out there and just made a run. And I brought him back and he was like, yo, I need that. I, I, I need that. And he was, this is when I was at the swoosh early on. Mm -hmm. And he was opening for U2 at okay. this time. In Portland. In Portland. Uh -huh. And uh, A-Track was, was the DJ yep. at that mm. time. Yep. Right? And um, he was like, yo, see, I need that one. Because Ye was coming in and looking at what I was designing for early on for the Swish. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I got the green light to have him come through and take a look at stuff and give some feedback with Don. and yep. Well before Nike Air Yeezy. Oh yeah, this is this is years before. Yeah, years before it, um, and introduced him to Tinker and Wow, um, really? Yeah, uh, Mark Smith and uh, uh, Parker let us kind of do our thing, mm. um, and we were in the kitchen and just lasering shit, you know, like that's Dude. really what it was. <laughs> that's really what it was, you just know. Like Air Force Ones or. It was on ones. It was on the seamless. Remember they had the yes. seamless, the seamless ones yes. for a while. Um, I think, didn't Tinker have like a seamless, like a one piece? Yeah, the one piece. The one piece Jordan Nine, like made out of like yeah. deer skin or something like that. I don't remember that one, but sure, because there was just so much prototyping going yeah. on, and we were just having fun. 
you know, and just learning the laser. And that's kind of how, you know, I think early days of VA, just like getting in there. What's the kitchen like for people who don't get to go in? At that time, this was like the earlier, I'd say, earlier concepts of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Right? Nike so Innovation Kitchen, it, legendary the, space. Yeah, absolutely. Where and all the, the most cutting edge stuff was coming out. Everything, of. everything from from spikes on track, mm. um, studded, you know, cleated. Um, it was it's uh, it was in the Mia Ham building on okay. campus, right? So that was at the time the biggest office building you know on the campus yeah now they have serena and mm-hmm. you know which is great but just footwear apparel complete mm-hmm. opposite sides of like the pond you know you had the pond in the center of the campus so right. apparel's over here and um so i was like how do we connect materials just simply materials yeah. you know from apparel footwear color hook make the short the pantones right right can i take a little bit of that weave and bring it into you know a, a jacket right and so footwear is like we've never had apparel people come over here and ask us that mm. shit <laughs> did I, they did they not want you in there i don't think it's that they didn't want us but it was just like coming from new york we were like you, you there's a there's a connect you know in your, right. in your fit and being a design director of what they called it, urban apparel, whatever mm-hmm. that was, I was like, well, we need, I need to know what's going on over there because Air Force Ones is the shoe, yeah. you know, and the anniversary's coming up mm-hmm. and um, Sam Siegel, Legend. um, the legendary Sam, he really helped uh, me and my team like get integrated with the footwear and connect with the PLMs mm-hmm. and connect with the product development folks. Um, so we can get the materials and then get them to the apparel factories. It's two different destinations, right? Sure. Um, so we, it, yeah, we really started to push, you know, the envelope and push the push the brand to like think holistically with the apparel involved. Yeah. You know, because Nike's a footwear company first. Yeah. yeah. What's your memories of you? You know, mentioned the 25th anniversary rollout of the Air Force One, but what's your memories of the song Classic? Obviously. Kanye, Nas, Rakim, KRS-One, and right, DJ right. Premier. With the scratches. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that, I wasn't really too involved too much in the music side of it. Yeah. That's on the brand side, yeah. you know, but through that experience, I got connected with the brand team, you know, and Trevor Edwards, and his he was running brand at that time, mm-hmm. um, and then later became president, um, and uh, it was... To see it all come together was incredible, you know. And we like we did, we did a launch party at the Blue House, you know, Nike Blue House the in Nike LA, Blue yeah. House in LA in Santa Monica, um, and I think that's when they started to understand the power of the culture, mm. you know. Like, did you feel like you had to educate them on that? A certain degree, extent? I did. Yeah, you know, I felt like I did. But you more, talk about being a New York guy in those spaces, and I just wonder, like, did Nike know at that point how much this stuff meant to people? I don't think so. But they had, you know, they had Clark and sure. you know the big homie, and and he was always putting them on game. But to relocate from Brooklyn to Beaverton, mm-hmm. um, it's a big big step and I was fortunate that they gave me a budget that I could hire my own creative team too so I brought Matt Anthony who we were at Sean John in 01 Mm -hmm. you know 02 
Rob O. We were at Rock. Um, Henry, um, Jordan Chan Mendez. So it was like a little bit of a New York vibe. Yeah. And we just, you know, we were all boys here. And then to, to be back in and to be out in Portland together, it was a it was a movement. So yeah. they were like, "There's something here with these guys in the way that they see product," and so they they gave us they gave us a lot of freedom, yeah. you know. And 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 I really appreciated that, you know. And um, we we had to put them on game to a certain to a certain degree, you mm -hmm. know, and try to get entertainment marketing to understand that too. Yeah. What about that Nike Air 180? How did that happen? The, the Kanye West Nike Air 180 never released. Never before, released before the, the Air Easy. Yeah, one. had the dropout bear on it, right? Yep, yep. With the le leopard, leopard heel cup. You had um, a hand in that, right? Like I did those. Yeah, you did those. You yeah, designed yeah, the shoe. Yeah, you sit next to me. We're on the Illustrator. This uh, is in Beaverton. We did this in the New York office at okay. the time. I think it was on. I think that was like on Twenty Second Street. Like it was around the corner from. An eighth, maybe? Yeah, yeah, somewhere, yeah. Right by yeah. the old complex? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around the... there. And um, Sheldon Donnell, who was the P head PLM for Urban Footwear at the time, I think he's over running basketball at Under Armour now or something. Mm -hmm. And he, I was, you have to understand, I'm coming off of the tour bus of the college dropout tour. Okay. Right? So Dame, that was the first assignment that Dame put me on, uh, The Rock. Yeah. After you know, <laughs> what what was the assignment though? Was it helping Kanye with like Rockaware type merch or like music wise or or what? I was not in, involved in the music. Okay, I was always about helping Kanye build his brand, his apparel brand. Okay, because he just off the rip was like, I need I need my own collection, Dave. That mm -hmm. was like I think that probably was written in his deal. Wow, you know, like he was get he was getting that, and it started at as mascot, and then yeah. it was pastel, yep. and it, we were going back and forth. Polos was the thing, so we're doing all these yarn dye stripe polos, laptop, tour bus, I ninety five. We're just doing we're doing college venues, auditoriums. Yeah. You got John Legend singing Ordinary People, opening the opening the song, opening the wow. the show and and we're you know at this time, you know, he's super chill, you yeah. know, and he's just piano comes out and he's he's a crooner. Kids were like, "Where's Yay? I'm at a rap show." Right. Yeah, they <laughs> right. want to step, you right. know, alpha right. step, you right. know, like, yep. you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? So, um it was really interesting, and I'm just laptop backstage. Like this is where I saw Ye's work ethic and how incredible it is. It was inspiring. Like shows done, yo, let's go, Bevs. Come on, I got I got an idea. I'm like, I got it queued up. Like mm -hmm. let's go. Like I was his roommate on tour, so it was like wow. it was nonstop. It you had a roommate. Not, yeah, we we were on the bus. On the bus. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, we were on the bus. <laughs> you know, we just, you know, just, this is his first tour, right? Sadly, we didn't get to see that in mm -hmm. the, the Genius because the, the guys weren't invited, you know, on, on the tour. Yeah. Right? But that was, that was incredibly special, you know, because it was just like work. And for me, joining The Rock, Dame and Hove, I've looked up to, mm. you know, you know, New York, New York, and so my 
dear friend Jimo, we were at we were at Sean John and we were the first regime, like 2000, 2001, Dowie, Dowie, yeah. Um, yeah. Max, you know, Max was our intern. Wow. Yeah. And um, Max Osborne. Max yeah. Osborne, public school. Um, so we were, uh, it was crazy. He was just like, yo, you got to come out here and just check, the, just check Portland out. It was, there was no job offer. It was yeah. nothing. He was just like, yo, pull up. And so I went out there. I was like, yo, it's a good town. Opening job open comes up. He's like, "Yo, you should really think about this." And I was like, "Man, I'm on I'm on tour right now. Like, th- I'm having the time of my life right yeah. now. Like, this is huge." Yeah, you know. And so, I remember I was like, the tour was winding down. We get off the bus in Newark, where Ye Ye had his apartment mm-hmm. out there. Um, we went to Atrium on Broadway, and we're just walking. He's like, "I want to go shop and think of some stuff." That's when Sam. Yep. You know, Sam had Atrium uh-huh. on yeah. uh, Broadway and, uh, and Bleecker, right? Bleecker. On and that there, corner, right? right on yeah. the corner. And later they put the little racks and it became Kith. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But at Sam was the big homie. You know, I know Sam long time. And and so I was like, yo, yeah, I, I took this job, man. I'm about to I'm about to join the swoosh. And he was like, when are we starting? Yeah. I was like, bruh. I was like, it was probably like, I don't know, man. It was like June, and then I started in August of '04, right around that time. And the first thing he was like, "Yo, if we can flip the 180, dog, like the 180's my shoe." Wow. Really? Yeah. I was like, "Word." I was like, "Let me find out who I need to talk to." And this is when he started the tour with you too. So in the fall, he comes out, mm-hmm. and by this time, I had the shoe queued up. I was going back and forth with Don. Don actually has a shoe too. His is white. Okay. There's yeah. a Don C Air 180 that we've never seen in the ether somewhere around the same time that the did it. We've never ever seen that. Right? No, did no, that I at don't the same so. time. Okay. I did that at the same time. So proded it all at the same. I have that on hard drive. Okay. I got the it, I got the file somewhere, um, and he pulls up, shoe, boom, and. Actually, wait, before the show, I went to New York to pre-line the collection, had the shoe with me. He was in New York. Mm. He came to pre-line. I was like, yo, yeah, check this out. He's like, oh, shit, this is it, dog, this is it. You know, some color tweaks. It's never right the first time, but it was, it was there. And that was like when, and then when he came to campus, met Tinker and everybody and we had the shoe, it was like, maybe we can do something. And I was like. Do what do what you do, you know. Like, if that can help me in my department, that's a win for me. What what happened with the release? Why it didn't? You, I think you Instagram like a, maybe years ago or months ago, like a politics like never came. Just normal politics or or what? Yeah, politics as usual. Yeah, you know. Um, I don't want to. You know, I yeah. don't want to yeah. get yeah, into it. But um, but it it was a learning experience yeah. for me. You know, and just kind of how to navigate big corporate. Um, because it, it was new for me, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from Sean John. I'm coming from The Rock. That's still corporate, yeah. but it's a different kind of vibe, you know. And it's New York, and you just I'm a garment I'm a garment district dude, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how I came up, you know. And in a three block radius, you know, that's how I cut my teeth, you know. Yeah. So it was like, you want something made? I go yeah. oh, I yep. go see my guy, yeah. you know. And it was like, wait, we're on a 14 month calendar over yeah. here. Like y'all don't understand. Like right. We're, you know, that's not how the game goes, you know? So I actually showed them how to 
turn product quicker. Sure. And Nike has uh, 13 um, maxims that you kind of you you kind of uh, could adhere to. It's yeah. like you you manifest and. The company votes on who works into those those ethos, and I won for Simplify and Go. So it's like we had a whole, it's a black tie event at Universal Studios on Back to the Future set. So it's like they rent the whole thing out, and I'm like on a black tie. And so you added a, a, a maxim to the official Nike? I won a maxim. Oh, okay, got you, yeah, got you. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it was interesting. I was yeah. like, yeah, and I'm just new to all of this. I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is crazy. But that's the swoosh. The 180, I remember, we always remember he wore the Union 180. Was it yeah. around that time or was that after? Because you said that he said the 180 is his shoe, which is like a great shoe, but yeah, also. Yeah. It was after. After. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, but we thought, I thought they were going to commercialize it. Yeah. Because it was, it, it got so much love on campus. You know, I was like, oh, this is it. You know, this is it. And then, you know, certain things just kind of, you know fell apart but i'm just glad that he got his you yeah. know he got his and in that's, terms of the air easy yeah, yeah you know because that was that's what it was about for me and i you know i was just trying to get my department up and mm -hmm. running we were new and it was a new concept for them and i was just like man we can all win together um but you know it's territorial too you know what, what was it like um kind of not reporting back to dame but spending time with kanye where you were tasked to work on his brand from Dame. Did you tell Dame, like, this guy, Dame, this guy, you know, Dame obviously saw it, but, like, Dame, this guy is different. <laughs> yes, and the thing about Dame, like, when he was promoting the album internally, like, he would play it over the loudspeakers. You know, mm -hmm. he's, his office was upstairs, so we're hearing College Dropout all day on repeat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got... The crew in their graphic, yo, shut that shit off, dog. I want to hear that again, you know. But that's what Dame does. Like yeah. He 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 just he, the he, the way he markets it, you know. Yeah. It's like, man, it's it's brilliant, and we just it was an exciting time. And Dame, he knew I had a different type of skill set. I'm mm -hmm. not a graphic designer. Like I I sew, I make clothes. Right. And with your hands with my hands yeah. you know and so he he saw that in me um he he actually more or less stole me from irv Gotti because i was running with irv and ja i was running all that they had a little a little brand called irving jeffrey yeah, yeah. of course i remember that in the double xl double XL cover of course yep. that's yep. all me with the eyes and the g's wow. that's oh all me. my god they had a cover and they were all yeah. dressing it Dude. it was the military green yep. I, yep. Did, I did i made all this of that really did everything yeah <laughs> i made all of that you yeah. know so this is oh three this is yeah late early oh three basically all oh three so that's when i did you know did all that military stuff and yep, irv is was you know the whole you know the whole family you know the whole were you there when the 50 cent stuff popped off you were <laughs> I, of course yeah. you know i'm you know i'm in the i'm in the office but this this is a crazy story because yeah. i i'm not gonna put irv out there like that but i was making a lot of the product in guatemala mm -hmm. in a denim factory in a cut and sew facility down there and uh that happened mm -hmm. and they needed to settle up down in guatemala yeah yep. and 
it took them it took them about a week to do that and I couldn't leave the compound until that happened. Ooh. You were stuck in Guatemala? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And this is when New York had the blackout. I don't okay. know if you remember that. Yeah. No. yeah. No. Yep. That summer there was a blackout. Yep. And so I'm calling and I can't, can't get, get a hold through. of anyone. I can't and I'm in Guatemala. <laughs> there with like gorillas who have like the real gorilla union. Yeah. No, I'm talking you know, yeah. if I don't know if yeah. you've ever been there. No, I know I I haven't been there, but I I but vision what you're It's like about. a third world country, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, it's different. You know, the shoddies are everywhere, right? And so and they're in uniform. And so it was like I'm i I'm literally in the countryside in a in a in a factory like waiting for a wire. For them to pay the money to the wow. factory so that everything was settled up. Wow. And then I come back and it was like, what just happened? Like, I know 50 from Queens, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and not personally, but my, my, mm -hmm. my family, sure. you know, Queens Village and, you know, that. So it was like, what just happened? Like, and then other things started to unfold and we were it, it was getting sticky yeah you know and i'm and then i'm like then i take all of that and i'm go to vegas and then and i go do magic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i and at that point for me i was just like you know what this is a little much um and thank goodness a dear friend of mine Teresa scott who is the she was the head of sales at at uh, Sean John in the early days, she became head of sales at The Rock. Okay, and she knew my she knew my pedigree. She pulled you over there. Yeah, she's yeah. like, you gotta just come over here, meet Dame. So I'm in Dame's office interviewing with his whole leadership team. He gets on the phone and calls Irv, and he's like, Yo, Irv, I got your boy here. Wow, yeah. those two always had friendly comp. Right? Always friendly competition. You, you held hostage again in another situation. <laughs> And he's like, yo, I got your boy over here. And this is where, you know, this is why I love Irv, man. He was like, yo, that's, you know, he, he paid me a nice compliment. And yeah. he was like, yo, you should hire that brother that's right awesome. there. And I was like, man, this is love. Yeah. Like, this is love. And, we, you know, you see so much and you hear so much in the music. Mm -hmm. But when you see these juggernauts together and their camaraderie and how they just vibe and their friendship is real mm -hmm. and... I came up through that, yeah. you know? I came up through that. I came up through Puff. I came up through Irv and Dame, you know? And it's like, it was special. You know, it was special. It made it really real for me. Mm. Did you get to have a chaining day at no. Rockefeller? You know, that, was, that was more, you know, George, George Rovers got one, you know? But I was never really, you know, I was, I was in the trenches, man. Like, that's re always been me, you know, just getting it done not saying that george didn't i'm not implying that but i just was never i, I did my thing you know and I, I i just stay low and keep firing you mm. know were you intimidated at all going into an interview with dame dash like a was, job interview with dame I was, dash i was really intimidated yeah you know it was like oh shit, this is this is the big homie right here yep. and this is on 1411 top floor you know the big office mm -hmm. and it was like oh shit, and he had his whole team there you know francis wong just everybody and, and then brenda put me on the blast like that i was like oh shit and then he hired me right on the spot yeah you know and it was all love and he was like your first assignment you're going on tour he's like grab your grab your shit grab your laptop you know jump on the bus and i was like damn this is real your yeah, life changed just it. like that
in like a moment. That. Yeah. Like that. And I and I'm so thankful for all everybody that, you know, was there and still friends to to this day, you know, Don, his dear friends and Barry who's run security, you know, just mm. everybody. Just it's all family. Yeah. It's I remember family. Barry always used to be at Lower Fish Bar. Yes. Always, always, yep. always. Yep. I guess the Mercer. Um, the, yep. Exactly. D, a little later, Dame Dash, DD. Yeah. We were talking. You said that like that's where you met Salehi. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember any early memories of of like you guys your encounters? Yeah. You know Salehi, um, prolific. You know, mm-hmm. competitive, mm. um, but just incredibly talented. And he was kind of the creative guy there. And then. He didn't know that Damon and I had history. So when I came up, he was probably, you know, he was feeling, yeah, I'm like, yo, who's this dude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then we just, you know, we hit it off when he realized that, you know, I got a lane, you got a lane. There's a movement here. It was really special in that space in Tribeca was incredible. And to watch the Black Rock album come together yeah. mm-hmm. was powerful, you know, but silly, he and I, we just, yeah, we hit it off, you know, and, um, it's just been amazing to see his his climb. You yeah. know, it's just testament to his talent. One of the sneaker people that you get to work with, that's a probably a lot calmer than the situations that you were talking about before is Roger Federer. Yes, right? and you got to design the RF. The RF, role. yeah. So that was one of the first assignments that I was given by uh, from Tinker. So um, Nike has a tennis court on the Bo Jackson. Uh, uh, workout facility and and um mark parker saw me out there playing he's like i didn't know you play i was like yeah you know i'm i'm working on my game <laughs> um he's like i think i got something for you and i was like cool you know and then tinker hits me and he was like can you come on over you know we're gonna see if you can um we're trying to figure something out for roger and i was like uh sure yeah um and so I don't want to sit here and take all the credit for it for first. Um, Mad Anthony, dear friend, um, who was head uh, art director at Sean John for some time, brought him in as art director for uh, at at the Swish, and um, just over you know a couple nights just sketching, and I think Robbo jumped in on it a little bit, and we were just the three of us, you know, just doing our thing, and it just started to take shape. And there's a, quite a few renditions and going back and forth with Tinker, and then it was like, boom. And there's been like it. a lot, like wasn't there like a lot going on with that? Because like after he left Nike, he was like trying to, I think like buy the logo. Yeah, back. Like some legal yeah, action, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, there was something. There was a rub there. I don't know exactly what that is. It's unfortunate, you know, like because when God invented tennis, he. Mm. It's Roger Federer, (laughs) you know? He's like, this Uh, is for you. Yeah, and Nike's first athlete was Elina Stagi, who was a tennis player, right? Mm -hmm. From Romania, I think. Yeah, you know, incredible, fiery tennis player. Um, And Phil Knight's, you know, loved tennis, so. You played tennis with Phil Knight? No, I never had a chance to, but we've had some fun nights, though. Oh? Yeah, (laughs) Anything we can talk about here? (laughs) No, probably not. (laughs) Um, But... Kobe was there. Wow. Um, yeah. You and Kobe and Phil Knight. LeBron was there. Wow. Yeah. You're just gonna make the story better and better without <laughs> telling us. I'm so it was mad. like a, it was a. It, what was it? It was. I would think it was. Maybe it was a birthday for Phil. Okay. I would want to say, um, and this is when Mindy Grossman was running apparel, mm-hmm. um, and 
she was just like, you know, you should come to this. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, and so I brought my whole team, yeah. you know, and we had a little back section and it was like, it was, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Phil Knight is, yeah, I think he was rocking true religion jeans. And no. Uh, I was on. like, yo, what is no, happening? No, 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 no. Yeah. Phil Knight Wait, what, had the true religion yeah, jeans true religion on? Yeah, true religion Jones? Much. What sneakers was he wearing with the true religion? He was wearing cowboy boots. Wow. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Phil, Knight, Phil Knight had yeah, the true jeans on? I swear Wait, to you. Were they like Nike made cowboy Adam, boots? Probably. Or yeah. Probably. Probably. I've always kind of heard from like other people. But he was clean. Yeah, yeah. He put the fit together. Yeah, he put it together. I've heard from other people as well is that like, you know, I guess like the whole like Uncle Phil sort of yeah. narrative it's like he kind of keeps like not like tabs but he like actually remains like connected to everyone in a way more than you would expect Phil yeah. Knight to on. yeah yeah he's very approachable it was surprising um and just you could email him mm-hmm. and you get a reply and it's like what do you need phil.knight at nike.com something <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... <laughs> did, did you ever get starstruck though or did you ever kind of pause because at least me hearing the stories of like Tinker just calling you up and being like, "Hey, we need to work yeah. on something," or Mark Parker just seeing you at the at the tennis court like that yeah. is such a high level. Were you was it normal to you by then, or do you remember when it became normal? You know, there's definitely moments where I'm like, "Whoa, yeah, this is incredible." Yeah, like I, you know, I love what this person does and what they who they you know what they stand for. But when you, you know, coming up in New York, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I'm, I'm rubbing shoulders with, you know, yeah. Hove and Dame, you know. Intimate, so it's like, yeah. So I'm like, yo, this is Mount Rushmore, you know. And with the swoosh, it was like you have to, you have to keep game face. Mm. You know, you just have to because it was like – you have access to these amazing athletes and you know and just like and the and they're really cool yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying it's not like they're like oh you yeah. know and so it's like you could get caught up in it but i was just you know i was i was i felt like i was i was bringing new york with me yeah you mm-hmm. know so i was just like i wasn't even stressing anybody yeah. like that that confidence you yeah. know and i went to high school in rochester new york and um, my apartment was down the street from a well, very, very well-known recording studio. A lot of recording artists would come there and cut albums. And the last album that was cut there that before I moved to New York, back to the city, was uh, Jodeci's last album. Mm-hmm. So I oh, spent well. two and a half years with Jodeci, Missy, yeah, Tim, wow. Genuine, Static, rest in peace, you know. So I was, you know, Madonna would come through, wow. you know, because <laughs> Mr. Dalvin signed to Maverick Records before Alanis Morissette, right? Okay. So, um, but Devante's my dude, yeah. you know. And so I was just like. You've been there before in I a way. S- yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so I wasn't really caught up. And I was always making gear for folks right you had a you had a reason to be yeah there. like i wasn't just yo where we going tonight yeah. it was like yo i need you for an hour because i gotta fit this on you mm-hmm. real quick mm-hmm. like you got you're about to get, jump on this stage you know like i want to make sure this was right yeah you know like that was always my focus when when you went from you know being at like dame with dame and uh 
you know, Rockaware to Nike, were they like hitting you at all to like try and help plug them with white and white Air Force Ones at the time? Man. <laughs> um, maybe Dane, you know, a couple times. But you put him on a swoosh account? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he was so plugged, you yeah. know, and, but I was, you know, to this day, I still, I still send Dame thank you boxes, you know, mm -hmm. like he just got my feel out pack, you know, and so I'm about to send him some Eddie Bauer stuff, you awesome. know, like, that's, you know, that's, that's truly like, that's big bro for me. So I know he had like that legendary uh, sneaker room on the Just for Kicks documentary yeah. where yeah. it's like, he's like, I won't wear it until I can pop the tag on the, on the <laughs> yeah, shoe. And he's always fresh. Yeah. Like always no crease. Socks, Dude, the, 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 the pro keds, right? He goes, didn't yeah. you always want a pair of money green pro keds yeah. to match your money green t-shirt or something like? I did those. You were designing on, all the pro keds stuff? On. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, I got pro keds and I was just like, I was done with the swish at this time. And I, I came back to New York and had my, my lady and I had a, we had a brand new baby. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, I need to get back yeah. into this. And he was like, I told you you'd be back. <laughs> I was like, yo, fuck Didn't you, the man. sneakers smell like root beer or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? It, 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 we were doing all sorts of I, crazy. And that was Pete. Pete was. Um, the the Prokhead smelled like root beer? You were doing scented. I need yeah, that, yeah. man. And Pete was 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 like head footwear. He was doing, and now he's running footwear for Brand Jordan. Um, Who's that? Uh, Peter. Um, I, I draw a blank off his last name, but yeah. Um, yeah. But he brought me back, and we were doing all the pro kid stuff. All when he had the when he had the brand. Wasn't it something like? And maybe I'm wrong on this, but I thought I remember reading that like. Pro Keds was big in Philly or something like that, and like Beanie Siegel had like convinced. Yeah. Once like yeah, the, yeah. the brand like license yeah, something like thing that. went up, like Beanie's like, oh, you need to buy Pro Keds. Something like that. Yeah. So they're doing like state property like yeah, Pro yeah, Keds yeah, at yeah, the yeah. time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were cranking out a lot of Pro Keds product, a lot of product, footwear and apparel. We had the old Tommy Hilfiger office. It was pretty dope. Going back to Federer Tinker connection, I I remember Federer always says like I've seen Tinker design shoes like on an iPad in a taxi cab, like ride. That's how, and you talked about Kanye and, and your setup in the college dropout tour bus. What could you tell us about Tinker's design, like kind of like a method from what you, working close to him? He's a scientist, mm. you know, he, it just, it's like water and breathing, you know, like freehand, I didn't, it was it was just pencil, yeah, markers, paper, and the upper comes together, the midsole, like just you know, just watching it and just even just just sitting there. Yeah. You know, like Mark Smith would just let us camp out. Um, he gave us a whole wall to do a mural. Mm -hmm. Like we you know, like we were just you know, we were embedded. Um and it, it was just so inspiring to see. Yeah. And, you know, Tinker's prolific. So it's just. It's almost like the Jay Z thing of like, you just see somebody creating something out of nowhere, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, it doesn't write anything down. You, you, yeah, you just. You, you, it's. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It's yeah. like, it, it, you know, it's like watching, you know, child being born it's powerful you mm -hmm. know like for me i'm a creative guy you yeah. know like when you see these ideas come to life out of thin air 
you know, like I've been in a lot of studios, I've seen records be made, you know, it's like, that's, incre- you know, that's mm-hmm. incredible. And then to like go to the Mecca, is I was a track and field dude and I always ran, you know, Nike mm-hmm. spikes. Yeah. And it was like, I never thought I could get there, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, that. it was just so far. It was just so far. And then to actually be in the nerve center of it all, it was just like, I had to take a pause for a second, you know. And Mark Smith really spent a lot of time with us. I, I'd probably say we spent a lot more time with Mark than we did with Tinker, because Tinker had so much going on mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah. And the kitchen was fairly, you know, was just really starting to like. A couple years into <clears> it. <throat> yeah, yeah, you know, and, and all these high profile projects were just coming through there. Um, we were in the, we were in the, uh, in the Michael Jordan building. Like that was our official building mm-hmm. where we worked, but we had a whole setup over on the other side of campus, you know. So it was like, it got to a point where apparel was like, why do these guys get to just like do that? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And that was start. That was the beginning of like the undoing. I think you know it was a little bit of the the undoing of your time there for me yeah because i was i didn't i didn't go out there to like you know to jock anybody mm-hmm. like I, I really went out there to learn yeah you know like i wanted to elevate my game i wanted to see things that you know are you know are just you don't get access to you know and i wanted to be able to like take that share it you know with other creatives coming up yep. understand global supply chain global storytelling um i never really was caught up in the in the stars you know starstruck yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i was just like yo send me to the factory yeah like i want to see how that just as long got as it's not made. in guatemala y- yeah, 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 right. You, you say you you have the New York confidence. You were never starstruck, but do you remember someone coming to campus where it was a big deal? Kobe, really? Kobe. What what, what was it like? Like those days, like when a Kobe would come. So this is when me and Stash did the Kobe pack. Okay. Right? Oh, okay. So we did the varsity jacket. Yes. Mm-hmm. We did the uh, Stash did the uh, the ones. Yeah, Kobe one. Yeah. Right, and we did a garment bag that with it like I still got all that um and Trevor Edwards asked me to come in and present and it was just leadership Mm -hmm. but before I went in I was I was just kind of warming up trying to had the thing yeah I'm like okay all right I'm ready I the Tigers I'm ready yep and then I turn around and Kobe's there and it's just us I was like (laughs) I'm about to go here and present to you wow and he was like Yo, this is dope, man. Mm. I was like, "Thank you." Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, it, it was, that must have gassed you up so much. You had Kobe's approval before, before you even went. Before I went Amazing. in, so then how could you? I could you glided in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, he already said what I was doing is dope. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I was already good. Yeah, but you know, I wanted to show leadership and in, in that we could do this, you know, and it was a quick turn. Like mm. I'd made that varsity jacket at Settle Myers out in Wow. Um, Settle Myers, Portland. yeah. Big shout out to my, my crew, you know, Aaron. Like Yes, I love I, their work. Yeah. Yeah. I got they him the Nike account. Yeah. Wow. I got him I lo- that Nike. You know, that's fam. 
Hell yeah. You know, like the destroyers, you Hell know, yeah. like all that, you know. Shout out to Jarrett Reynolds too, you know, and it was like when I saw Kobe, I was like, oh shit. Mm. That moment, that was the that was where I was like, yo, I am here, mama, I made it. Yeah. That was that moment. I got for forty me. more years of this in me if I need. I was like, yo, this is, this is it. And he was so chill, mm. so chill, and truly curious about the process, like the lining. I printed the lining because, you know, his mom, like we had a whole motif yeah. in the liner, stashed it as thing, you know? And so it was just like, and then I just waltzed in. It was just like, bing, bong, boom. And Mark was like, this was fantastic. Wow. Like, you know, and Trevor, and it was just like, and Kobe was just like, he gave me the, gave me one of those and I was mm -hmm. like and I was like thanks appreciate you guys and then I'm off into the, you know back into Love the factory yeah, yeah. you know did was, you ever have a moment like that with Hove because I know again you've been around these people forever but it's Jay-Z man um yes absolutely yeah. you know but my second tour with The Rock was when Hove acquired Billionaire Boys Club. Mm. Okay. Right? So um they brought me back to 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 design that. Um and this is when I got to spend a lot more time with Jay because the relationship was different, right? And the office energy was different. The vibe was different. This is Rock Nation now. Okay. Um and you know hove is he's hove you know so it's like you gotta be you just gotta be on point yeah. though you know what i mean but because i'm i'm working outside of his office so i would see him every day mm. but there was times that you know i'm out about at night and just happen to be in the spot and he'd be like just at the spotted pig yeah. <laughs> yeah. The swatted pig top yep. floor. Yeah. Did you, I have like, these guys know I have like Instagram image memory. Did, when you were at Billionaire Boys Club, did you have a meeting with Cuddy? Yes. Damn, man. Oh. Yeah. Yo, you are. I remember you that. You got like photographic memory. Yeah. yeah. I have like this weird, but like, what yeah. was that meeting like? Did, Cuddy is the man. Yeah. So you, he would come up and just hang in the office, you know, and Philip. Leeds yes. was brand, you know brand manager, so you know Phil was just so everybody was up there. You know mm -hmm. P would be in and out, um, but Phil was day to day. Mm -hmm. um, so Cuddy coming up, you just he was curious, like he wanted to he yeah. wanted to see how we were making the stuff, yep. and just, just just chilling, you know. And I was like, man, and I I love Cuddy, man. Yeah. I just love Cuddy and his music and just where he was at, you know, how it was starting to unfold. I was like, yo this is my guy right here, mm -hmm. you know? So we had a lot of fun, just a lot of fun in that office. The energy was great. We had Mark McNary, mm, you know, yeah. up there. So, you know, it was fun. It was crazy, yeah. you know, with him and um, Travis shot, I think one of the first McNary looks. So yep. we had Travis. He walked in the, in the. Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis, Tra Travis Scott walking Travis Scott. Yeah, 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 in yeah. the fashion. Yeah. Yeah. So he was he was always up there. Wow. Yeah. Just, you know, it was just a great hive, mm -hmm. you know, just music and stories and Dapper Dan come and hang and son Jelani, you know. Shout out just, to Jelani. Yeah. Shout out to Jelani, you know. 
and we would just like I would just hear so many crazy war stories. It was just like, yeah, this, and I'm just, you know, I, I got deadlines on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yep. I got, you know, I have a team that I'm leading here, and we got to present the P, and, you know, it's like, let's get this shit done. But, yo, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm Definitely. saying? Definitely. We want to talk a little bit about the stuff you have going on right now. Oh, yeah. yeah this that, that, that too. I also want to know, before that, I want to know what gets you excited in footwear these days. Footwear these days. Um, oh, boy. I like the way that outdoor running and hiking is evolving right now. Yeah. I think that's really fascinating in how the shapes and silhouettes and materials are like, they're like borderline lifestyle, mm-hmm. but they're really, really functional, but still kind of fashion fresh. Is it like, like a, what brands like do you think come to mind? Solomon, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. killing it right now, yeah. right? Killing it, yeah. right? We're all on the Solomon yeah. wave. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You're an outdoorsy guy too, right? I am you an outdoorsy guy. Yeah, I have a farm out out in outside of Portland. Um, I'm out there. We're gonna when I get back to Portland, I'm gonna start clearing my rows. You know, I'm a little late right now, but okay. the weather's been tough on us out there. But um, I really enjoy it, and you're gonna see. You're gonna see a lot of that in my Eddie Bauer collaboration. Yeah. I shot the whole campaign on the farm. Amazing. You know, it was about community. It's about my family, my friends, um, and just um, being able to grow your own produce and that connection to nature. That's really important for me. Um, I got Mount Hood in my backyard. You know, I love to ride. You know, so I'm up there often and just. Are you doing Hood to Coast this year? Nah. nah. You don't want to hop on the team? <laughs> Are you guys doing it? I'll, I'll be there. Are you for real? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've done it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're from Astoria, right? So you, yeah, you know. <laughs> we, about we, that. I don't know. We might man. be able to open up a we'll slot see. for you. Might be. We'll see. We'll might see how be. my knees do. <laughs> and then the Fila project as yes, well. Yes, Fila, amazing collaboration. I had a chance to work with the tennis category thanks to my dude Luke Lone, who was the head of. Uh, Shout to Luke. Is he Big still at Fila? Luke. No, he, he left. just left. Oh, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but before he left, he passed me the rock. I love okay. that. He was I love like, that. Me too, man, and, and you know, I love that brother right there. Like he really, shouts to Lou. Yeah, he really uh, plugged me, mm-hmm. and he knows how much I, you know, I love the sport of tennis. Um, the president Danny Lieberman, um, just a good guy. The whole, the whole crew, and um, I just wanted to, you know, I always wanted to collaborate on a tennis story. Um, Dude, you did. Roger Federer's logo yeah, was that yeah, not enough? Yeah. Tinker Hatfield asked you to do Roger Federer's logo. I know, but I didn't get a logo. chance to design any tennis apparel. Okay. You know, they the tennis category owned that, right? But this was my first time to really do a whole collection. Mm, you didn't do like, like the polo shirts and the short shorts. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, it was it, it was a probably about a sixty piece collection. You yeah. know, and we wow. launched at Indian Wells. Um, and it was just amazing to see and all the pros wearing it. And then to see it in the wild, it was just the best it's, feeling, it's, right? it's the best feeling. Yeah. You know, I, I it's probably like hearing your own your own song on the radio. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of feeling, you know. Um and Vila is just that classic heritage brand, you know. Yeah. I, I grew up wearing it, you know, and, and then to get a chance to like have my you know, my put my, my fingerprint mm. in the on it. You know, it's like in the tennis space. 
was special. Yeah. Like, truly special for me. Um, Same for Eddie Bauer, right? Now you're creative director of Eddie Bauer. You, you grew up with that stuff, right? Yeah, right? Eddie Bauer Expedition, yep. man in the hood. Yeah. Come on. Like, you, you, like, <laughs> yep. you know? And, yeah, Eddie Bauer... That was started as a collaboration, so that's what I'm in town for, actually. We're going to have a little function to launch it Thursday. It's going to go live on the site um, and just love my love of the outdoors. Mm -hmm. They're in Seattle, close by. It was a through the CFDA where I'm a member. Um, they kind of put it together for me, and the collaboration started in 2020. Um, and I was, my brand went, I had to shudder, mm -hmm. um, it was a COVID and, you know, and, but I just, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of learnings from that yeah. and I wanted to exercise it, but I wasn't in a rush and I wasn't trying to hunt for, sure for that next corporate thing. You know, I just really needed, I think like a lot of us just needed to like take some time and just assess what was going on in in our lives and in the world um and uh it was a blessing that it just kind of fell in my lap and um i just went for it you know it started as a collaboration and i was like oh this place is really interesting there's a lot that can be yeah. done here um and the archive is ridiculous sure you know eddie bauer hits so hard like where i'm from yeah like yeah. long island eddie and i feel big. like even the ads were really good back yeah. then yeah yeah Looking at it through a different lens, um, they're really supportive. Um, everyone there is just fantastic, you know that good Northwest vibe, mm -hmm. and um, gonna let it rip. Be careful, you start talking about Northwest vibes, we'll be here another couple hours. Oh, yeah. We can yeah. go in. <laughs> yeah, you know Northwest crew, but yeah, I'm really excited about it, man. It's just it's this really special collaboration, and now they've offered me the creative director role. Um, nice which I wasn't expecting, yeah. you know, it was just kind of organically happened that way. Um, and there's so much that I would like to do yeah. and just getting started. We look forward to it, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, man. thank you. Thanks Thank so you. much for coming. Stories for days. I know, yeah. man. You know, I, I, can, I, love got, it. I got a lot of stories, man. I Thanks for it. just yeah. letting me share my stories, nah, man. man. I appreciate no. you guys. We've been looking forward to this. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you, man. Me too. And, you know, and just watching what you guys do here man is really special you know just introducing so many amazing people you know mm -hmm. to to the world you know like of course a lot of people you know we we have built a name for ourselves mm -hmm. but to be in here and just just be carefree and just let it rip man yeah. it's special man it's special in here yeah. that means a lot thank yeah. you so much no, thank you thanks for giving us your time congratulations on the creative director gig can't can't wait to see what you cook up and I know, I know. Always, our paths will always cross of every course. six months to a year because because yeah. you're always always in the mix. We got the always Shopify, the, the Shopify popping too. No, yeah, don't forget. sleep on Shopify. Can't forget. Yeah, got some good shit going on over there. We just did the, the Victor Victor. Yeah. Um, launch I'm with mad the creative team. That. Yeah, and that was really special. Um, big shout out to John Wexler. Shout you to know, Wex. You know the big homie setting that up, um, and Kyle and. Hamza, the whole crew, but just Shopify, the platform itself is really, really special, yeah. you know, and I think it just really gives a lot of entrepreneurs the opportunity to realize their dream. And that's why, you know, I really like working 
with them on some, you know, on all these fun activations. And we got the supply side, we got the entrepreneur capsules popping. You know, there's a lot of really, really fun stuff happening um, from Ottawa, you know, yeah. and just yeah. um, we got hidden coming, you know, yep. this weekend is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really, it's really special, you know, and just, I think when the Victor Victor, the album, yep, banger, you know, yep. like, um, and just Steven and, you know, and just who he is and his vision and to be able to just to support him, you know, and the product and the whole spaces team and what yep. we did there and just, it, it was, it was really, really special. Um, so we're going to keep that rolling. Awesome. Amazing. Thanks again. Thank you, guys. This has been the Complex Sneakers Podcast. Please like, subscribe. Everyone have a great weekend. We will see you next week. Our producer is David Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Special thanks to Jen Stewart, Shiva Bayet, and Haley Choi. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.